afternoon and welcome to Lambda Weekly. I'm Dave Taffet here in the studio with Laron Landis. Patty has taken off for the elections. Hopefully she'll be elected. <laughs> she's not running for anything. Uh, well, she's still taken off for the election. <laughs> she is. She's working the election, I guess. Then. Patty. Patty's an election judge, for those who don't know. Yeah, she's done that for years. For years, so... so. Our guest today is Portia Cantrell. Uh, tomorrow is LGBT Elders Day, and Portia created the Silver Pride Project for LGBT seniors and others who would like to socialize with LGBT seniors. Uh, so I invited Portia on today so that she could make fun of me. Uh, she's laughing, but am I wrong? David. You know, come on, let's admit, <laughs> you are probably the oldest teenager in the world. Well, I like that. <laughs> Other than Dick Clark. That, that's, a, that's a really cute compliment. Yes, it I is. I think. It is. <laughs> well, um, tomorrow is LGBT uh, Elders Day. Tell us what that is. Okay, um, LGBT Elders Day is a day that was created by Nate Sweeney back in 2015. And it's a day that they decided to have to honor the contributions that LGBT elders have made during however long we've been around, which even before we were out and proud we were still there were always LGBT elders somebody was always getting old mm -hmm. so anyway um, it's a day set aside to honor the contributions that the elders have made to the community and it's also a day set aside for the younger members of the community to honor those elders that have made contributions to their lives like here I can honor Laron um, I thought it was you invited me to honor me since I am your elder. I, 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 th I think you have that right. Yes. Yes. Mm, okay. Thanks for the correction, Portia. <laughs> <laughs> and so one of the things that you've done is you created the Silver Pride Project. What, what is that? Well, it's an organization that actually started with three people, Philip Gubera, Larry Derrick, and myself because we wanted some place where we could get together in a safe space. We had shared history. We were both, all three of us were gay. And we just wanted to be able to have people we could connect with. So, but eventually it got larger and we decided to make it a whole thing. And um, we just decided that more people need to be involved with this. And we partnered with the library, the Dallas Library. We partnered with the Dallas Parks and Recreation Center. And now we don't have like a roll call of members because it's just an open organization. But it's people that share a history and people that want to be around others that they may not have the same point of view, but they all come from the same place. Where and when do you meet? <coughs> Excuse me. Be excuse me. Before the pandemic, we were meeting four days a week somewhere between the library and the rec center where we had Revishan, at Revishan Rec, we had Rainbow Rec. Um, but then the pandemic happened and everything shut down. 
now we are starting to open up and every time I get ready to say, well, we're going to have we're going to have coffee and convo. I read something else about Omicron or something. Yeah. And I'm one of those people that panics at the least little thing. And I don't want to be held responsible if somebody gets something, you know. So um, we anticipate by this summer we will again be opening, having programming at three different libraries as well as Revachon Rec Center. And we also will be adding another couple of libraries. And how we're going to do that is um, Mar Marion Hayes, which is not only my buddy, my girl, but she's also on a board of Silver Pride Project. She's going to be handling things at the two new libraries and that'll keep me from ripping and running all over this city. So, um, I know you said it's open to anybody, but is there a typical age minimum for somebody to want to come and participate or co uh, have coffee and convo with you all? There is no minimum. Okay. There is no maximum. Um, one of the ladies said was coming when hmm. we were out doing everything was 94. Oh, wow. And we actually have quite a few young people that enjoy listening to us. You know, I have this thing where I say, look at me, I'm like a postcard from your future. You help make my life better and you'll see what your life is going to be like when you're my age. So we're getting more and more young people involved. And that's, it's a wonderful thing. It, it is really a is. wonderful thing. Speaking of postcards, how's that for a segue? <laughs> it works. If you'd like to get a postcard in the mail from us, call in and make a pledge. It is still Pledge Drive here mm -hmm. at KNON. Uh, and uh, we've made our goal on our show. Uh, I know uh, the rabbi made his goal already on his show and Rick on the show before that. He made his goal already. So we're doing great on Sunday, this pledge drive. But we are still, oh, more than $20,000 uh, short of what our actual goal is for the entire station. So let's help some of those weekday shows that aren't pulling their weight this time. I mean, it all goes into the one same big pot. So just because we're doing good, we still got to help out the rest of the station. Right, because they've helped us a number of times where, where we weren't making it. Uh, and, so and that's me saying this. We made our goal first Sunday, which is we haven't done that in years. Yep, and I want to yep. thank all of the pledgers who helped us make our goal the first Sunday of Pledge Drive. But you can make a pledge one of two ways. You can either call us at 972-647-1893. That's 972-647-1893. Or you can just go online to knon.org, and that's the easiest way to do it um, because you'll get to see all the pledge premiums, and you can decide what you'd like. If you'd like a T-shirt, a T-shirt is for a $50 pledge, um, and, and choose the item. And just specify uh, the show is listed by DJ name, so it would be under David Taffet. And um, make your pledge and help us stay at the top of the pack here yep yep help help canoe keep thriving uh you know this this past two years with the pandemic hasn't been easy on anyone and that includes businesses and that includes canoe also mm -hmm. so help us rebound and stay stay there yeah, you, you came through for us when we when we got hit with the tornado uh, come through the forest again now that we're trying to get out of the woods from this uh, pandemic. 
So give us a call at 972-647-1893. Or go online to knon.org. And what you do is you just hit the Pledge Now button. Uh, One of the things that you can do to make a pledge is make a sustaining donation. Monthly donations can be done with a credit or debit card as well as just a check in your savings account. Call now. Tell us you'd like to help with a sustaining monthly donation. Your donation would be the gift that that keeps giving all year, one month at a time. And it's a great way for the station to know that we have income coming in every month. It's easy. It's automatic. You select the amount to come from your account every month. Uh, The only rule there is it needs to be at least a $5 a month uh, minimum donation. the uh, monthly draft will occur for at least a year, and after the year has expired, you can tell us if you want to cancel it, continue it, or what you want to do, change the amount. Yep. And I'm standing by. Uh, Patty is in here, but you can talk to me. Uh, give me a call, 972-647-1893. Gladly speak with you and take your uh, information. And our guest today is Portia Cantrell. She created the Silver Pride Project for LGBT seniors. Um, Portia, one of the things that we were talking about a little bit before the show, for seniors, very often it's difficult for people to connect. Yes. Um, Why do you think that is? We've had more experience out in the bars, doing all kinds of things. Well, for one thing, one very important reason is bars are crowded and they're noisy and i don't know about you but i can't hear so i want to be someplace where i can have a decent conversation with somebody where when i walk around i don't have to worry about tripping over somebody and breaking a hip because then (laughs) where am i going to be laid up somewhere all by myself well maybe not all by myself because i do have a few nice young sweet lgbt friends and a wife oh yeah that too (laughs) but um tanya i hope you're listening (laughs) yeah okay baby i i sorry about that i got carried away but anyway i think it's so important that we have places where we can meet and connect with each other and have an actual conversation where we can have a drink and it doesn't cost us ten dollars for a smidgen of wine (laughs) where we can just be ourselves and not be out there competing with these hot young people i want to compete against hot older people Seriously, I do. You know, there's a, the, the other thing about bars, um, if you're looking for any type of serious, uh, and, and I don't mean, I don't mean a, a romantic relationship, but any relationship uh, okay. beyond the surface, bars aren't really the place to either find it and it sure as hell is not going to sustain it. Bars are just, you got there for fun. Uh, most of the people you meet, you probably won't be hanging with them in the next two or three years. And as you get older, you kind of, well, not everybody, but most people kind of grow out of the bar scene. Right. So, so, but yeah, bars is not, <laughs> not if you're looking for connection, I, I wouldn't recommend the bars. <laughs> right, right. Um, what are some of the other issues that uh, you deal with at Silver Pride? You know, one of them is just loneliness. Loneliness, yes. Um, resources, that's a big thing. And this isn't a knock on any other organization, but 
when people in my generation, and I am the silver generation, people in my generation, we don't always know where to go in order to get things like um, look for housing where we are comfortable, where we are not, don't have to be afraid. We don't know where to go to get information about long-term care. It's out there, but it's only out there to a, salert, a, a select, excuse me, a select few individuals who are lucky enough to be in contact with someone that has that information. Right. We need to know, we need to have resources about um, health care providers that are LGBTQ or at least LGBTQ friendly. There's so many things that Silver Pride Project helps people with that they can't get anywhere else. We're kind of like this all-purpose organization. I mean, we can do cultural competency training. We can help you, help get you set up with somebody that'll deliver you groceries. We can help you find a friend, which we did during the pandemic. We had tell a friend, which doesn't mean tell a friend what's wrong with you. It was simply a way of connecting younger people with older people because we couldn't get out. Tell a friend as in telehealth, that type of tele. Yeah, like as in telephone. Right, right. I think the, re the, the point you make about resources is so important. Um, it's, it actually affects, I think, the entire LGBT community whether you're young or old, but especially if you're older. Um, in you know, just a general population, so many things are built in for resources. Um, you, know, you know, my dad's in a nursing home now, and his wife, she had a slew of, she, she knew who to call uh, to, you know, to find the best one for him. Um, but she didn't have to worry, and she didn't have to think about, oh, he's LGBT, he's not saying, you know, those are something you have to uh, consider. But who would you call? I, I have no idea who to call. So, yeah, I think that's a, the resources thing is a big one. I'll find you a senior center. Find me one. <laughs> yeah, David's going to be uh, taking care of all of us. Like, I remember Hopefully. when I was, I was young, I've told David this story before. Um, God, this was, you know, in the 80s. I knew that I was gay. I was like 13 or 14, trying to find a group. And I remember calling, going through the, this is back, I'm dating myself back when we had Yellow Pages. And I found a couple of groups, gay, uh, LGBT groups out in Oakland. And I called, and they were like, you're 14? <laughs> like, no. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. so I, I, I didn't know who to call, you know, for some connection or whatever. But now we got all those groups. Um, so... Maybe in 10 years with the Silver Pride Project, um, it won't be such a like, you know, oh my God, we, we've never heard of this, but it, it has to start somewhere. It absolutely does. Mm -hmm. um, okay, maybe this is my dementia, but we were talking before the show a little bit about knowing our history. When I say maybe it's my dementia, because I'm just skipping around here. No, skip, skip. Um, <sighs> You said that you didn't know older LGBT people growing up. I didn't either. Okay, you didn't mm -mm. at all. Did you at all, Portia? I knew a couple, and I was 
Okay, I, I think pretty much everybody that knows me knows that I was um, separated. That's a nice way to put it. I was separated from my home when I was a very young teenager. Mm -hmm. And I was pretty much homeless. I was doing uh, air quotes, if, since you can't see me. But anyway, the thing is, I would not have survived if it had not been for the few older gay people that I knew because they made me feel that I wasn't the pervert, the freak that I had felt all of my life and being separated from my home just kind of exacerbated that feeling. Mm -hmm. We need, in my opinion, we need more intergenerational connections because believe it or not there are so many young kids young people out there that feel that there's something wrong with them this is the year 2022 2022 right mm -hmm. yes right i was at a um i was a panelist at the um disd gay straight alliance summit and during the summit I thought, oh, these kids really are not interested because they weren't asking a lot of questions. But once it shut down, they lined up to ask questions. And I tell you, I felt like a celebrity Aww. because they, I never had anybody stand in line to get a chance to talk to me. And they were all asking these questions about, is it okay to feel this? or I don't have anybody that understands me. And one thing that really brought me to tears is a, there was this one young black teenager, this little girl, and her mother was with her, and she was asking me about what it was like, how can she be okay being black and gay because she doesn't have any black gay friends and she doesn't have anybody to talk to and her mother was with her and we talked and afterwards her mother was in tears and she gave me this big bear hug which felt so good and she said I'm so glad that she made me come today because I didn't know how to address this because I'm not gay so they, they need us yeah, absolutely and we need them. absolutely yeah yeah. And we need to take a break, but um, you also didn't know older. We should go to break. Okay, why don't we go to break? I don't want to, to be long-winded. Um, before I do have a response. Before we do go to break, it is Pledge Drive, and uh, we need you to help us help the station. And it's nice to be in that position where we're helping the station because we've made our goal. Uh, but I don't want to emphasize that we've made our goal too much. Uh, we've made our show's goal but the station hasn't made its goal and without the station making its goal not only uh, will those shows be gone but ours will too because we can't stay on the air without uh, meeting our pledge goal uh, if you'd like to make a pledge call us at 972-647-1893 that's 972-647-1893 or just go online uh, KNON.org, hit the Pledge Now button, and uh, you'll see all the pledge premiums. Um, 
when it asks you which show, uh, scroll down. My name is on the first page, David Taffet, and just click there and uh, fill out basic information, and it'll take you to a second page where you can uh, make your payment. We'll be back with more Lambda Weekly right after this. Hi, this is Patty Fink, and you're listening to Lambda Weekly on 89.3 KNON-FM. And Patty will be back with us next week. I'm Dave Taffet here in the studio with Lauren Landis. Our guest is Portia Cantrell. She's the founder of the Silver Pride Project, and tomorrow is LGBT Elders Day. So, so right before the break, we were talking about uh, did we grow up knowing any LGBT elders? I think most people, probably from my generation and you all, she probably didn't know that many, maybe one or two. Um, I'm no different. The one that I did know was my uh, one of the few um, mentors I've ever had was my theater teacher. The thing is, we knew that he was, but he wasn't out. And he didn't come out till years after I graduated from high school. We reconnected and stayed uh, close, you know, until he, he passed away about three or four years ago. Um, but my cousin, I have an um, elder cousin that is um, gay, lives out in San Francisco. So I don't know him too well, but... He came down, I've, you know, I know him, but we're not really that close, but he came down for my wedding and spent the week with us, and I had the best time talking to him, him telling stories of what it was like to grow up um, in the 70s, being out, and the things that he went through. I mean, I was just, like, amazed and like, oh, my God, where have you been all these years? I love hearing these stories and what it was like. So, Okay, so when I was in high school, my drama teacher also <laughs> stereotype right? common theme um now he wasn't out out but he lived with mother and everybody knew that uh he, he was uh right right but i'll tell you what he did for us he watched over all the gay kids in school to make sure that there was no bullying going on and not that most of us were out in high school but he knew you know yeah. Yeah, he knew. Yeah. Um, in college, a number of college professors were out and open and helped us found uh, our LGBT alliance. I guess it was just called the Gay Alliance back in the early 70s. Um, and in fact, one of our professors who was, you know, he wasn't the dean. One of my friends was a dean at the school at the time, the dean of College of Arts and Science, who was also out and open and gay. Uh, but one of the professors, who was about retirement age at the time, he bought an old brownstone in downtown Albany for us, and we converted it into the first gay and lesbian community center anywhere in the country. Wow. The building's still there. They have more space uh, than just this one small brownstone. But every time I go back to Albany, I can say, I built those steps. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So... So do, uh, do you think part of the disconnect with the generations, you know, our LGBT elders and, you know, the younger ones, I had, you know, of course I've met many LGBT elders um, since, um, since high school, but I have found that they are still very hesitant about being open about who they are. Um, some, you know, I, I know two who, again, they were much older and had their house together and were still telling people. Of course, they were honest with 
their friends, us, but their relatives, they still live with their roommate. I'm doing air quotes. One of them w- went so far as to whenever a relative came over, they would degay the house. Oh, yeah. yeah. So when, 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 and I, and you know, it, it, it might be easier to criticize them, but I, I get it. They come from a different generation. Um, but with that disconnect and dis, you know, and one willingness to be really open, sometimes that might create a, do you think that creates a disconnect of connecting with um, younger LGBT folks? You have a great point there. I love that question because we are, David and I, we are of the first out, truly out generation of LGBT elders. And one of the things that I want people to remember is while we were growing up and becoming who we really are, we were told so many negative things about ourselves. And we're not the only ones that were told those things. It was also everybody in our generation. So we learned for self-protection to keep ourselves kind of isolated away from who we really are. Of course. So we grew up that way. Old habits are hard to break, even though now it's almost cool to be part of the LGBTQ community. Mm -hmm. We still have to deal with those people of our same generation. Yeah. We go to the rec centers and we get these looks because those people, excuse me, no, no, <laughs> I accidentally spit on, <laughs> um, but we were told um, the same people that, that grew up in, in, in the same generation, in the same era that we grew up in, were told those, those things like, oh, the, that person's nasty or they're perverts or my favorite one. Oh, you know what they do. So it's hard to open up. And we kind of are that way. Well, I'm not. But a lot of people are kind of that way with everybody because they don't always know who's who. See, I heard those things, but I never learned those things. I inside never knew there was anything wrong with being gay. I mean, and there isn't anything wrong with being gay. Um, I, I just never, while I heard those things and those pejoratives and bad things being said about gay people, I never learned them. I never internalized them. It, it just never occurred to me that there was anything wrong with who I was. See, you know, I asked you earlier when I first arrived if you had seen my Facebook post today. Mm -hmm. And one of the things, you can see it afterwards, but one of the things that I posted was that we have different perspectives based on where we grew up, how we grew up. You may have come from a very loving environment, but not everybody was that fortunate. Uh, Oh, I I know that. And I'm not saying it like, okay, what's wrong with the rest of you people? I'm saying that's just a difference Mm -hmm. because I never learned it. And, you know, a lot of people from our generation will say, well, I didn't know older gay people. I did. And that's great. It is. I mean, I wish I would have given anything to have traded places with your life for 
even a week, it would have made me grow up to be, have so much more self-esteem. I mean, I was, I was truly an adult before I felt comfortable being who I am. And even now, I go into certain environments and it scares the hell out of me. But I'm still who I am. I mean, you very rarely catch me without something that's a rainbow, something, wearing right. something. Yeah. But it still scares me because there are idiots out there. Yeah. And I know my son worries about me because I have this rainbow license plate thing. And, you know, I'm all about being out and proud of who I am. And, you know, I know I make this joke about, well, I'm going I'm to be who I am even if it kills me. There are idiots out there who would probably be glad to off me because I'm a big, black, bad, black um, lesbian. Well, yeah. look at the... Um, that horrible murder that happened today in or yesterday, yesterday in Buffalo. Buffalo. Oh God! Yeah. yeah. Somebody yeah. drove three hours to kill people out of no reason other than hate. Right. We know that those people are out there. And when I say I didn't learn the lessons, I, I learned that lesson. I understand, and you need to be careful for a whole number of reasons, not just gay, but all kinds of reasons we need to be careful in public yes know. we do so before the show we talked a little bit about uh, one of the purposes of why uh, the civil project um, project was created and we talked about um, you know the, the issue of uh, isolation so being an elder no matter where you are or what color you are how much money you have what sexual orientation is, isolation affects all everyone at some point. Um, but if you can think about it, it it's, it's probably double or it's really magnified with LGBT elders. Most of us don't have children, not all of us, right. but most of us do not have children. Um, even if you are in a long-term relationship, one of you is going to pass eventually. So, and again, no matter who you are, when you get older, your friends start to die off. So, what does that leave an LGBT person? It leaves you, you know, with the chance of being very alone. Very and, alone. And, you know, another point to that was people will point out that, well, a lot of us who lived through the AIDS crisis lost lots of friends, so you learned how to grieve. The thing is, we didn't learn how to grieve from the AIDS crisis. We learned how to block it out. Right. We learned to run from one person to the next person uh, to a funeral. Uh, and before we could grieve for that person at his funeral, we'd run to take care of the next one who needed help. Yeah. Uh, you know, I remember a week where I went to, I think, three funerals. That's not healthy. Mm -mm. Uh, and the way you dealt with that was by blocking it rather than learning from it and embracing it and, and grieving. So I, th I think the Silver Pride Project does... It, 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 the sense of community is very important. Oh, gosh. You nailed it. You nailed it. We are a community. And we may not even like each other sometimes, but we are there for each other. Yeah. And yeah. that's the important thing. Speaking of not liking each other. I knew that it, was going <laughs> to. <laughs> it is Pledge Drive. And... Uh, you're not going to like me, but we still need to raise some money. 
uh, if you would like to pledge to KNON and help us end this pledge drive. Uh, as of Friday, the goal, we were still about $29,000 away from our goals, so we're probably down to at least twenty-four, twenty-five thousand, somewhere in that range right now. Um, give us a call, 972-647-1893. That's 972-647-1893. Or the way all of our other pledgers who've pledged so far this pledge drive have made their pledge is by going online to knon.org, hitting the Pledge Now button, just filling out. It's a real simple form to fill out uh, and making your pledge that way. Um, while we're living through or finishing up a lovely pandemic and while we were still, which began while we were still recovering from the tornado, uh, our expenses are up. The tower lease has increased. Our office rent when we got a new office is higher than it was in our old studio. Uh, things like postage have gone, has gone up. And the cost of everything, and everybody knows this, the cost of everything has gone up gone up for us here too at the station and we need your help to uh, to cover those expenses. 972-647-1893 that's 972-647-1893 or just go online to knon.org and hit the pledge now button. Um, our, we're talking to Portia Cantrell. She's the creator of the Silver Pride Project and Monday is LGBT Elders Day. Mm -hmm. um, you know, We were just talking about HIV and how it affected our community. All of the services that we created during the 1980s came from senior services or were modeled after senior services, things like transportation to uh, appointments and to, to the drugstore to pick up medications, um, things like community buildings, uh, combating loneliness, uh, getting meals to people. Right. All those kinds of things were ideas that came from senior services so we know how to do those things for each other and we know how to do them very well we need to take those aid services now and turn them back into senior services not ending aid services but modeling on what aid services are and offering them again you're right and I think a lot of people think feel that organizations like Silver Pride Project are trying to detract from the AIDS organizations and that's not true. No. We are simply trying to say as we age we need there are so many of us that are not affected by HIV that are affected by aging. We are all mm -hmm. affected by aging. And especially Laron, especially me. <laughs> that, 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 that took me for a minute there. <laughs> okay, I was expecting David to say especially you, meaning me. But it's still anyway. Anyway, we we we're simply saying that. Look at me. I'm getting older. I need something. I need help. I have contributed. I have, and I personally feel like I have contributed simply by being a nurse that took care of so many HIV and AIDS patients way back when, and even as recently as here when I moved to Dallas and volunteered at Resource Center at the Nelson Thibodeau Clinic. So, but now is the time where I need somebody 
to help me. I need somebody to help the, everybody in my generation, in my LGBT community. I need for you all to see us and help us. And that's not a lot to ask. And it doesn't even really mean financially. It just means open up your doors and your resources to us. Invite us in. Give us places to meet. Give us places to speak. And just in help us. Include you. Yeah, it, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Include us. Do you know, um, Senior Source had an interesting tidbit about how funding is done. If it's youth services, it's considered an investment. If it's senior, uh, senior services, it's considered an expense. Think about that. Mm. Young people are considered an investment, which they are. I mean, education, that's an investment in our future. But seniors are just seen as this expense. It's never investing in seniors and mm. in senior services. Well, I get that. I kind of get that. But my response to that would be, but it is an investment. Well, sure it is. It's an investment in humanity. Because every single one of us is going to get older. If you are lucky. Yeah. And if you help me and my brother, that means that we will have enough energy to in turn help those coming along behind us so and if you and you know and, and if you're luckier you might even live even longer but people are living longer all the time now right so yeah um, it, and it, it, i i think it is an investment because investing in you will help me prepare for when i reach that point and think of it, consumerism, consumerism, say that word. Consumerism? Yeah, because I have difficulty pronouncing <laughs> okay. it. Okay, so the longer I live, the more I eat, especially bacon. So <laughs> I am helping the food industry. Yes, I am helping are. the health industry because the more bacon I eat, the higher my cholesterol is going to get. And then I'm going to need to go to the hospital eventually that's keeping somebody in a job <laughs> that's, one, that's one way, way to way look to at it, it. It's we, true. Need, we need to take a break <laughs> we're talking with Portia Cantrell with her interesting take on aging uh, and mine I'm going to start calling you the bacon lady <laughs> we'll be back with more Lambda Weekly right after this KNON 89.3 FM is your little bit of everything when it comes to music. You won't hear the same old songs throughout the day because the music on the station changes every few hours, giving you that true taste of diversity that is rarely heard on radio nowadays. We have the freedom to play what we want because of the support from... And you're listening to Lambda Weekly on 89.3 KNON FM. I'm not sure what that was on <laughs> that, that just came up yeah, on me either. Uh, on that CD. We lost our CD with our bumpers a couple of months ago, and so I found this old one. 
and I'm still not used to using it because the bumpers are oh, I thought scattered. You, I, I in thought the you recouped those. No. Oh, no. okay. No, this right. is this is the old old one. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, we're talking to Portia Cantrell about being LGBT and aging. Um, do you know what my favorite part of turning 65 was? What? I didn't have to deal with insurance companies anymore. I mean, you still do, but my monthly or my annual premium, my Medicare premium, uh -huh. is what I was paying per month when I turned 65. Really? Yeah. Nice. That is nice. Very much so. And... I had to argue every time I had a claim, which was very rarely, but I did have a few claims. I had to argue. I won't mention them, but they're up on Central Expressway in Richardson. <laughs> <laughs> People who know mm -mm, of Texas. All right. All right. <laughs> well, they don't pledge to KNON, so uh, if they did, I'd be kinder. But they don't. But you can yeah. by making a call to 972-647-1893 or going online and making a pledge by going to knon.org and hitting the Pledge Now button and any pledges. Uh, hopefully this will be our last day of this pledge drive. Not the stations, but K uh, Lambda Weekly's last day of pledge drive. What? If we don't make our goal, though, uh, we could have another pledge drive we show could. next week. So give us a call, 972-647-1893, or go online to knon.org uh, and hit the Pledge Now button and make a pledge to Lambda Weekly, and that certainly will be appreciated. Um, Very much so. But I had to argue with my insurance company every time I had any kind of claim at all. They were horrible. The way um, a Medicare supplement works, so you're still dealing with an insurance company, but the way a Medicare supplement works, if your Medicare has paid its portion of it, your Medicare supplement has to pay its portion. They can't decide, oh, well, no, we're not going to make that hmm. payment. And you don't have to argue with them. I love that. Now, see, that's <coughs> something I did not know. I mean, I... I get Medicare, but I don't use the supplemental thing. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't understand it. So if it's something I don't understand, I don't deal with it. And that is why we need more younger people who can connect with us to help us understand those sorts of things. Yeah. And I know, I know you guys are out there. So help. Yeah, yeah. So... Now that we're talking about health issues, can we talk about maybe some of the health benefits of even being with a group like this? You know, we talked about the isolation issue and the community is important, but I would think that just being around other people, um, you know, not being isolated and, you know, how paramount that is to... Um, you're, you're, you're a nurse you know, by trade, so you know, you can talk about how just being around other people can actually help improve your health. You know, for, for a while during the pandemic, I was keeping track of how many of my friends, and I'm not talking about acquaintances, I mean actual friends mm -hmm. that died. So at last count, including up until a couple of weeks ago, I was at 29. Oh, Portia. And unfortunately, they're not all from COVID. Mm -hmm. I had, during that period of time, 11 friends that took their own life. Mm -hmm. And those 11 
were all of my generation. Mm -hmm. Several of them lived here in Dallas. Mm. And being isolated and not having a support system, when you're not connected closely with your family or you have family members that don't accept the gay part of you, mm-hmm. then that does something to you. And it's, it's, I, I still have not gotten over the guilt of not being there for a couple of them that I mm-hmm. was really close with. But it just goes to make me work harder to make this thing make this thing work and Portia when you said you knew of 29 people who who died during the pandemic um, I could tell right away oh that's a sign that's an unhealthy sign in 1990 I had come back from an AIDS funeral and I was going through my Rolodex it was an online Rolodex but it was still (laughs) called a Rolodex and I was pulling out the cards of people who had died of AIDS and I was counting them one two three I got to 50 and I wasn't through the alphabet yet and I said this is not healthy stop counting and I never counted again I just couldn't do that uh, yeah that's that, that that it's tough whether it's 50, 29, or you know the exact Oh, number. I'm not saying you, you know, my number's better than yours. No, no, no. Uh, I'm saying the counting. You know, you, you know in your mind, it's been a lot. Yeah. And that's hard to swallow. And, you know, you make connections with people. Mm-hmm. And you think, I'm going to be there for him or her. Mm-hmm. And she's going to be there for me. But something happens where you can't be there and you know one thing I have to say is that we would get up before the pandemic we knew if we could make it through a bad weekend that we every Monday we could go to Oak Lawn Library and hang out with the fellas or the girls or you know hang out and eat donuts and talk and you know, and just be family. Mm-hmm. And every Tuesday we could go somewhere, and every Wednesday and every Thursday. And then when the pandemic happened, and we didn't have that anymore, a lot of people really suffered. Mm-hmm. And it's just hard. But I don't want that to happen again. And I'm already thinking of if Omicron gets so severe that we have to isolate again how I can pull in the young people to make those calls and to and to and to tell us that we matter to somebody and because as older people we want to be there for our peers but we get so wrapped up in our own aches and pains and illnesses so okay I'm I'm, I'm <clears throat> so, so th- can you tell us what some of the people, some of your regulars who meet up, what do they have to say about the group? Oh my God, you would not believe how many messages I get saying, when are we starting back up? They love it. Right. I mean, they love it. It's, we are, when we're together, 
there is no age. I mean, yeah, our knees hurt and our back hurt and our <laughs> hip hurt, but there is no age because we're all feeling the same thing. We are all still those beautiful young boys and those sassy ass, oh, I can't say that, sassy <laughs> girls with, you know, that yeah. we were 40, 50 years ago. Absolutely. Because we're all the same. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and people want to know, when are we getting back together? When are we opening back up? Well, I've gotten the okay from the library. And I've gotten the okay from the rec center. It's just me personally trying to be extra careful. And uh, we know sometimes, um, again, for a lot of elders, no matter who you are, but in, again, it magnifies for our LGBT elders, the holidays can be lonely. What do you all do during the holidays? Eat. We would, <laughs> we would uh, well, eating is a big part of what we did anyway. Oh, Even yeah. when, we were, when we were at the rec center, you know, we take pictures over on the machines and then we go across the hall and have bacon and eggs and pancakes and donuts and stuff. But um, during the holidays, we would have like a larger celebration for anybody who wanted to come. And then at my house, I'd have like, because my wife and I, you know, we have Jody and Nina. That's my cat and my dog. So we would just fix dinner and invite the boys over. And we'd just have a family inside of family holidays. But um, at the library, we would have, for every holiday, we'd have something. We'd have the craziest Halloween parties, oh, you know, dressed fun. up. And we'd have um, dinner um, with a little wine, you know. And I ain't, I'm, I, that's not anything I put together. I received permission for us to have a little wine for medicinal purposes <laughs> with our meals. So we, everything we did, we did it as a community, as a family. Good. There was togetherness. Togetherness. Good, good. Because I, I, I hate to hear about someone having to spend the holidays alone. And at least they, they, they have that option. That's good to hear. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, yeah, I was just jotting down things that you have to deal with getting old. So one of the things that I put down was, well, if you're Jewish, you have to deal with moving to Florida. I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I'm sorry. Except, unless you're David, because you, clearly you aren't doing that. No, I'm not, but my college roommate, my uh, cousins, my aunt, my neighbors near where I grew up, they, they all want to know, so David, when are you joining us down here in Florida? <laughs> we like, can't let that happen. It's like, what do you do with yourselves all day when I go down? They said, well, what do you do with yourself? You know, because they are not doing things that I'm interested in doing, which is a whole lot of nothing. Uh, so I said, you know, I wake up, I figure out who I'm going to piss off that day, I do it, I'm happy, it keeps me busy. <laughs> I go for a bike ride, although I went for a bike ride a week ago before this heat set in, and I wasn't as steady on my bike as I normally am. And I, I was thinking, that's a sign no, it isn't. I just need to get more practice, more bike riding in. Um, but 
my real question with that was when you get older very often we start downsizing a little bit we start we move somewhere different I just moved like an idiot bought a two story house with stairs that I'm having trouble getting up and down so yeah and Laurent's uh, pointing to himself too but you didn't buy your house when you were in your 60s. No, but when we bought the house, that was the one objection Danny had to it. It was like, I really don't want a two-story house because we're going to get older. I'm like, oh, we'll be fine. Well, you know, sometimes my, my knees ache going up and down those stairs. I'm like, maybe I should have. He was right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, you, you do have to think long-term. You do. So. Yeah. And just going back a step. Mm-hmm. If you try to move from Dallas, I think we're all just going to join hands and make a great big circle around the city and keep you in. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, he's not. Okay. Yeah, I'm not he's, going he's anywhere. Here to stay. Y'all heard him. <laughs> David Taffet is here to stay. Uh, I am. I am. Um, so, you have, okay. Um, talking about moving. A lot of elders may live in either assisted living or even a nursing home. Um, do you all have or have you had any situations where um, you need to go pick somebody up from those living facilities and how receptive have those um, organizations been in working with you all or have you again have you even had to deal with that? Okay, um, two things I want to point out. I am a SAGE certified cultural competency trainer. Mm-hmm. And I am able to and I have done cultural competency training at some nursing homes and assisted living facilities. Good. And before the pandemic, we would also go to nursing homes and do play games like gay bingo the only thing gay about it was we would have rainbow stickers on the prizes (laughs) but um we would go and we would try to make sure that we always wore things that loudly proclaimed that we were gay and people were happy to see us oh good one of the most um one of the most joyous feelings I had was a little old lady who was reached up and pinched my cheeks and there wasn't a lot to pinch. I've gained weight since then, but she pinched my cheeks and she said, oh, honey, I'm so glad y'all didn't forget about us. And she winked. And that let me know that she was gay. Mm. And she thought we were there just for her. No. And that is the way it should be. Yeah. We should yeah. never forget our elders. Absolutely not. Well, that seems like a good place to end it. Thank you, Portia. Thank you for being here with us. Always, always, always love seeing you. David, thank you so much. Lauren, thank you so much. You're very welcome. Um, Just 30 seconds, I want to tell you, I saw David walking down the street the other day, and he was getting it, boy. I mean, he was walking so fast, and I was blowing my horn at him, and he wouldn't even turn around and look at me. I think he thought somebody was trying to flirt with him. But (laughs) he is so healthy and so just i mean if i could get around half as good as he does i probably wouldn't need silver pride well like you said he's the oldest teenager we know i like that i love him (laughs) 
I love him. I have the biggest crush on him. And I just want to say before we do go, uh, it is Pledge Drive. Uh, it's getting late to give us a call because uh, the next show is on their way in. But what you can do is go to knon.org and um, make a pledge. Hit the Pledge Now button. Fill out a little bit of information like, when I say a little bit, your name, your address, your phone number, uh, and tell us what you want to pledge, what you'd like as your pledge premium, and help us help KNON stay on the air. For all of us here at Lambda Weekly, have a good week. <laughs>